Hello, and welcome to another edition of Forrester's CX Cast. Each week, we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. Along with my co-host, analyst Diana Lawfer, my name is Sam Stern. You will hear both of our voices each week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Forrester's CX Cast. This is Sam Stern, your co-host, joined as always uh, by my co-host Diana Lawfer. Hi, everyone. And in studio this week, our special guest is Moira Dorsey, who is the Vice President of Customer Experience at Forrester. Hello, Moira. Hello. Thank you for having me. And Moira, um, this might take up all of our tape to go through, but we wanted to go back through your titles because uh, we were talking that talking about that just before we started recording, and I think it's really fascinating that your current title, you've sort of just dropped a piece of your old title, but you have a very different role. So, so maybe you could start by telling us what you were doing before you became the Vice President of Customer Experience for Forrester's experiences for its clients. Sure. So before this, I had the pleasure of managing or uh, being responsible for two of Forrester's research teams, the CMO team and the CX research team, of course, which you guys are on. Before that, I was the practice leader for customer experience at Forrester, which meant that I led Forrester's uh, CX research team, leadership board, and uh, consulting practice at the time. Before that, I was <laughs> a research director for the customer experience team. I was one of the research directors. And before that, I had um, various titles of, of analyst on the customer experience team. And before that, I was a research associate <laughs> on the customer experience team. So Moira started all the way at the beginning of being involved with customer experience research, went all the way to the very top of that team and other teams, and had so much experience that uh, we bumped her inside to, to improve the experiences we're delivering to our customers. Yes, yes, to put all that learning into into practice here. Wonderful. Yeah. So you've been with Forrester for 15 years, roughly? A little more than that. A little more than that. 99. Okay, so Moira started when she was 12, I think. Exactly right. <laughs> In that 15 years plus with Forrester, how have you seen the customer experience discipline evolve? I was slightly inaccurate when I said that I was, on, I was an RA on the customer experience research team. I was actually an RA on the site design and development team. Ah, so a good clue to how you've seen the That's uh, right. CX discipline evolve <laughs> exactly in, that, in right. that name. Yeah, right. so um, at least uh, within my world here at Forrester, and I think broadly in the marketplace as well, you know, what we've seen is that, um, or where this team started, was primarily focused on user experience uh, for mm-hmm. digital experiences. Several years ago, probably... I don't know, seven, eight years ago or so, it started to become clear in our research that there were opportunities for applying methodologies and ways of thinking like design thinking Uh Mm -hmm. um, more broadly to business. And then you also started um, seeing companies broaden the use of, actually in practice, broaden, you know, broaden from user experience to customer experience in their practices. And so that's, I mean, I would say the team has uh, evolved uh, a little bit ahead of the marketplace initially. That's how the marketplace has evolved as well. I'm just curious, what kind of research topics did you cover back in your early days as an analyst on the site design team? The first piece of research I ever wrote was on design personas because Uh 
We were doing a lot of um, work with clients at the time to teach them our website review methodology, but it became really clear in that work in order to really apply the methodology they needed to understand um, different models for understanding their customers and their customers' mm. behaviors because most of the people we were dealing with at the time were, you know, marketers by training. And... Um, Anyway, to really apply the website review methodology, they needed to understand more about design personas. So um, design personas, I was uh, re- largely responsible for our uh, website review methodology at the time, which then expanded into um, a user experience review for a variety of different touch points like IVR and email. I covered IVR systems or the user experience of IVR systems for a while. So multi-touch point customer experience was another coverage area. Um, I wrote a report on the future of uh, digital experiences, Mm -hmm. and I think that was um, right around the time I became a research director, so I wasn't owning my own um, coverage areas so much after that. It's amazing all those topics are are very relevant today. I would assume that websites look a lot different than they did 10, 15 years ago. I mean, I know they do, but... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's true, Um, and yet so many of the I mean, with personas in particular, the the points of understanding and misunderstanding are still very much mm. the same mm-hmm. as they were then to the point where, yeah, it's really interesting to watch the, the conversation now and, and think about the people are, you know, starting to come to the conclusion that maybe they're not the right tool to use for the broadest audience. Maybe they really are a tool that should primarily be used by designers. And maybe there are other types of tools and customer models that should be used for broader communication with the organization about how to understand your users and their behaviors in such a way that it enables you to um, uh, think about how to design the right kind of experience to drive better business results. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's 16 years. <laughs> right. you know, but I also think it's a function of the fact that you know, customer experience as a business discipline and even user experience, it feels like it's been around for a long time, is still really nascent. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good point. Uh, as a business discipline compared with sales, marketing, and finance, for example. So this, um, the fact that the story of whether people understand how to use behaviorally based customer models and things like that, um, that they're still trying to get their heads around it. Um, it's easy to understand why, because there are just so many people that, uh, you know, you bring one group of people along at one organization and then there's still a lot more uh, people who, who have a lot to learn. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. So um, is there, if you think on all of the research you did directly as an analyst and then all of the research that you um, edited and cultivated as a research director. Mm-hmm. Any any of the lessons learned there, or sort of the the insights, the best practices that um, stand out as ones you're now um, you have the job of applying here at Forrester. When I took this job, people are genuinely excited about it, which is wonderful. Um, that we're starting a customer experience program yeah. at, at Forrester. Um, I told myself it was like a daily mantra. You know, there's buy-in and there's buy-in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, that dovetails with the last part of the conversation, which is that people get excited about customer experience and they are on board, but they don't necessarily fully understand what it means. You know, the whim chain, like the way we would talk mm-hmm. about it here at Forrester, right? The idea of designing experiences 
um, to meet your customer needs in order to drive better business results. I mean, it sounds great, and people are on board with it. (laughs) Um, What they don't necessarily know, and understandably so, uh, is what it's going to mean in terms of, um, okay, if you're going to make that change to the experience, then it means you're going to have to make these kinds of changes to your business processes Mm -hmm. and your organization to all the pieces of your customer experience ecosystem that are within your control. In other words, there's really, um, depending on how, what the extent of the changes are to the experience, the kind of implications for change for the organization can be more extensive than I think people anticipate. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, people are, are okay with customer experience as an idea and, and as it comes to small improvements, but once it touches a sacred cow, mm-hmm. then then, yeah, are people really ready to change? Mm -hmm. That's a whole other sort of level, I think. It is, and um, it's not necessarily that they are resistant. It's just that, that, um, you know, it's a constant education process Mm -hmm. um, for for everyone because, again, back to our earlier point, it's just not a unit in your business degree that you – I mean, I'm sure it is at some organizations or some schools now. Just barely, but – and hardly. Yeah. But, yeah, it's – we, we're starting to see that a little bit, but to your point, it, it really hasn't been. No. So most people you bump into aren't going to know, um, they're not going to think forward to all the things that it means um, mm. for them and how it ties to their work, mm-hmm. for example, whether, you know, whatever part of the organization it is. I think what's so interesting in how you're framing that is the amount of work and education and conversation that needs to happen around the actual work of what you're doing to make, you know, create conditions where it's better received and substantive changes can happen that makes the changes you would be making uh, in the customer experience team uh, more impactful. Exactly, which is why so many of the activities um, that we undertake, that we undertake, you guys undertake with our clients um, and that we're undertaking here, like doing journey and ecosystem mapping workshops. I mean, there's a primary objective to do the mapping and then follow through with the changes. And then there's um, a really important meta benefit, which is that it's teaching people and it's they're actually internalizing mm-hmm. what the work is and what it means to, you know, put the customer at the top of the logic chain and then think, for, think through, you know, all the different changes that you're going to have to make to the ecosystem in order to deliver that experience. Um, it's also why um, this, uh, this massive topic of culture, which right. you do so much research on, Sam, is, is so important. Yeah. Um, so I think that brings us, uh, one of the questions we wanted to ask you is about um, Forrester's doing a lot of work internally as well on culture, on employee experience. And so I'm wondering how your work on our client customer experience dovetails with that internal you know, beyond just the, the, the meta benefits that you described, but is are sort of points of integration between you and our employee experience team? As you said, there are the obvious ones, um, which is that as soon as you start touching the client experience, you start touching the employee experience, and there's some really nice mm-hmm. connections there and, and co-benefits that the client experience and the employee experience gets. Then there's also, you know, as people start to learn, they start wanting to apply the methodologies and techniques within their world. So in other words, they're interested in doing employee journey mapping, not just for the employee parts of the journey that are required to deliver the client experience, but also for the actual employee (laughs) journeys. Mm -hmm. So that's one way. And I would say another way is in working together around internal communications. 
mm-hmm. about what's going on with customer experience program. How does that dovetail and affect employee experience, and then in turn. Um, working on internal communications um, to communicate both of those things. One challenge I find with a lot of our clients in customer experience is that they're often in as part of the central customer experience sort of team or function, much like you are, but a little bit separated from the digital customer experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and same way at Forrester, we have someone, you know, we have Joan who is leading digital customer experience. So how do you work with her to make sure that your efforts are integrated? So there's a few obvious ways, one of which is doing things like like making sure we're tightly connected when it comes to customer research and also the customer experience vision. Mm-hmm. And there's a nice, easy connection there that's been in place for a while, which is, it's just, it's an organic one, which is that uh, Sarah Bloomer, who's our head of customer insights for the customer experience program, was uh, working very closely with and Joan and the rest of the digital team. The show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was uh, working very closely with that digital team for a while. So we were fortunate that that connection mm-hmm. um, and the work together on the customer research and the, and the vision was um, already in place. I would say then the next way is that as we start to design client experiences and then do the ecosystem and business process work that underpins that, then, you know, obviously you're not just designing the the human touch points, but how the digital touch points integrate um, into that as well. So I guess it's two parts. It's one through the the processes and methodologies themselves and actual the the project work, Mm -hmm. and then also through the the program work. And by program, I mean things like establishing the customer understanding practice and the and the customer experience vision and things like that. But I think it's nice. I mean, it was a, a bit of a happy accident for us. But the, the idea of taking someone who would work closely with the digital mm-hmm. customer experience team and locating them then within the uh, enterprise customer experience team is, is, is certainly something that our clients could take on as, as a practice that just creates that natural affinity between the two teams, right, mm-hmm. from the, the working relationships that then exist and the partnerships that exist in both teams. It's true, and um, Sarah makes sure to uh, spend at least one day sitting. She's kept her desk <laughs> with the digital team, <laughs> so she spends at least one day there a week um, and most of the rest of the week down um, at, uh, at our desks in the marketing group when we're not in meetings. <laughs> yeah. And I think the other point is having sort of that centralized customer understanding mm. um, is really important that it's feeding into customer experience and digital customer experience. So there's only one view of the customer, not all these different views. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a great point. Yeah. Um, well, Moira, thank you very much for joining us on CXCast. It was, uh, it was a pleasure to have you and uh, to hear and share your insights, your experience with our listeners. So thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And listeners, um, we normally are on these episodes promoting new pieces of research that come out, but I think we're going to link to a couple of Moira Dorsey classics that, that go back and are still very much relevant and talk about best practices around personas in particular. Um, I think those are the ones that uh, really have stood the test of time and, and as you were saying, are still things that, that people need to uh, ask and answer uh, and figure out and do well to have a good customer understanding before they design the right experiences. So Great. listeners, thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's CX Cast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in the show notes for this podcast. 
And if you have questions or suggestions, please contact me at s-s-t-e-r-n at forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality. (laughs) 